Welcome to the Sober Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Robichaux, certified entrepreneurial business coach with a background in media production and graphic design. I'm absolutely obsessed with helping sober entrepreneurs make their dream biz a reality, and I'll be sharing my best tips and tricks as well as inspiring interviews right here every week. If this is exactly what you need, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Let's get to it. Let's get the show started. I am your host, Brooke, founder of Sober Biz Collective and the Sober Biz Babe podcast. I am sitting here today with two incredible humans who have been super inspiring to me over the years. Giuseppe is the founder of Recovery Days here in Canada, which I've got the pleasure of actually um, taking part in last year. And it was incredible. Uh, So amazing to be back in person. You guys did a great job online too, by the way. If you guys haven't seen that, make sure you follow them on all the social media so you can catch up on their online recovery days. It was really, really amazing. Uh, He also does a lot of work with the LGBTQ plus community in recovery and is the founder of the Better app, which we're going to touch on today. And Alexis uh, is an incredible entrepreneur and boss babe, mindset coach and uh, social media expert. And I cannot wait to get into what you guys are doing here for the recovery community and how we can use tech to really support people that are looking for recovery. Is there anything I missed uh, introducing you guys? Because you're both very multi-passionate, busy people. So yeah. Well, there was two more pages on the bio, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. There's three pages. <laughs> I know Alex is actually also one of the founders of Recovery Kids, which is just such a beautiful program that helps people who are in treatment for recovery still support their children and their families at home. So I just love what you guys are doing. You're super inspirational to me. And this Better app, especially, I got to like play around with it this last week. And holy crap, is it amazing? What a tool you're giving people who may not be able to get into treatment right now, or, you know, haven't really found their community in recovery or have a community in recovery, but have other goals they want to work on. Like, it's just such a cool app. Um, Can you tell me about it? Let's get right into it. Sure. Uh, Hi, everyone. And uh, thanks for inviting us on the show. Um, Better app started a while ago, and uh, we wanted to create a, uh, I work for an organization called Last Door, and we wanted to create a way to connect with our alumni and so forth post-treatment in a digital way. And so it was a small idea, like a lot of things that starts off with a small idea. And it grew and grew and grew into uh, having, we didn't want to just invent Facebook for people in recovery, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a need for that and, and, and so forth. Um, and so we wanted to add more to it and uh, it, it, it turned into better app and it was an opportunity for us to there's a couple things one is um, a, a lot of people in recovery that leave recovery or may return to use sometimes get disconnected from the recovery community whether that's real or it's caused by drug-induced psychosis, or we don't really know why, um, but we think everyone's talking about us, you know, we leave the recovery community. And it was a way to keep people engaged digitally, because you might not want to go to a meeting right away, but you might be a little bit more into digitally connect, digital connection. 
So that was uh, one piece that we wanted to do. But we also wanted as, you know, the generations, you know, get younger into recovery, people are digital. And, and so we added some of the other features and all that. And, and one of the, the main features that we also wanted to add was there's either you're a harm reduction app or you're a recovery app. There's really no blended app, you know, per se that actually supports, you know, all different modalities of recovery. Or you're a sober app, and there's nothing wrong with those apps. But so many of us are poly substance users, return to use, whatever the case may be. So I just like to share the story of, of a friend that. Um, you know, we, you know, as the overdose crisis started, you know, he thought everybody was talking about him. He didn't want to go to meetings, did an intervention. We all went for breakfast and um, he was still using and we knew he was. And uh, we just wanted to remind him that, you know, we're like, you can come to Pride, you can come to this meet, like, we, like you're a friend. And he died the next day. And I just thought, you know, if I would have had this app, you know, I would have been like, hey, like if you're going to use tonight, just ping me. And I'll be your digital spotter. And, and I don't know how many friends would still be alive today if, if that's doable. And, and, and so it's got that feature in there where if you return to use, you can pick volunteers or friends to be your digital spotter. And if you use drugs, you'd ping them, give them your address. And if you don't shut your alarm off, um, emergency services, you can call them for someone in your basement to somebody that lives next door to somebody that lives you know anywhere within your calling area. So... It's not going to cure addiction. It's not going to stop the overdose crisis, but it's just another tool that uh, can prevent more harm. Well, and I think of like for when I was using, when I was living at my parents' house, right? And I was living in the basement. And I think what a great tool to have if some, you have a naloxone kit in the house to ping someone else else in the home so that you can immediately go down and, and use it if you if you need to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, th that is incredible. We need more tools. We absolutely need more tools in recovery to make it more accessible to anyone that is seeking help and support. Um, I, I know one of the features on there is that you have meetings and Alexis, you're one of the hosts of a meeting there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like what can people access when they hop onto this app? In it terms so of much, yeah, it was so much fun. So they, we had, they have um, an option on the app to do a live uh, speaker meeting where it records you. Um, and yeah, it was like 20 minutes. I just kind of shared about my own, you know, personal experience in recovery around a topic, which was the still suffering addict. Um, and then we have, a, we've, if we had lots of people come on, um, and record and do that. And I just think it's such a great way to make a connection or to go on, you know, if there isn't a meeting going on, you can easily access it. Uh, there you have notifications and ping notifications so that I can see if my friends are going to be on their recording speaker tapes. And um, even within the community, if you want to speak at conventions and things, you need to have speaker tapes, right? So what a great way to go on and record it and have that easily accessible to submit to conventions and things like that too. Oh, very cool. And another feature is building your recovery capital and looking at goals that you want to set for yourself. Uh, that feature specifically for me has been awesome. Like I'm reminded every morning to like drink water now, <laughs> which is one of my goals. Like I want to be healthier. There's things I still want to work on in recovery. My addiction might not be using or drinking anymore, but I still struggle with food. I still struggle with other things in my life that I found useful in this app of, of keeping me accountable. Can we talk a little bit about what recovery capital is and how this app helps you? 
I, I'm glad you asked because that's kind of like the secret hidden message in all of this. It's it's to build recovery capital. And I like recovery capital because it's pathway neutral. You can go to AA, you can go to NA, you can go to SMART, you can go to church, you can do yoga every day, like whatever it is that's helping you build your recovery capital. And recovery capital isn't something we created. I, I, I help organize a conference called the Recovery Capital Conference, which is in April in Calgary, almost sold out. Get your tickets and um recovery capital is all about measuring your internal and external resources and learning what your barriers are to recovery and learning what your strengths are which is very important a lot of us don't think we have, have any strengths when we really do in recovery it's called gratitude lists and and so it really all depends on 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 where you're finding your recovery um, um but this is a way to ask yourself, there's the Bark 10 in there, which is an assessment tool. You ask yourself a series of questions, you get a score, and we got it programmed that you do it every 10 days. So the first couple of times you're like, ah, but then after a while it starts to sink in what these questions really mean. And, and so, yeah, like, what are your thoughts today? And where are you at today? And, and, and then it's not like, oh, if you get a score of seven, this is what you do. It's not linear like that. It's, it's very much an opportunity for you to do self-reflection and, and make yourself some goals, short-term, long-term, that's going to help build your recovery capital. And so you, you just have that conversation about what am I doing today to make myself have better health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. So I like it because it's pathway neutral. And, and, and that's what makes this app unique. It's not like, oh, you're not feeling well, do a set of A steps. That's great for a lot of people, but so much of us are moving through this you know, world of recovery. So you don't have to leave the app if you leave a certain program you can stay in it and and here if you're still using you might get inspired by somebody who's in the app that doesn't post that you haven't seen in a long time and oh you know and have that social media aspect as well so you do an assessment you get a score every 10 days and you get points every time you do your goals every time you do your score there's a leaderboarding game in there you can win 50 dollars every month whoever gets the highest score and and that's all about reward therapy and and just kind of getting you involved Involved so you can get some perks, you know, in regards to uh, to, to, to accomplishing your goals. Uh, yeah, especially as someone with ADHD, like that is probably the best part, that leaderboard and everything, like it gets your dopamine going, you get excited and like really want to be a part of something, right? When there's those rewards centers being hit. I just, I love what you guys are doing and I'm so grateful that you're coming here to share this. There's been a huge move to using technology in recovery after the pandemic happened and we shut down and everything went on Zoom and, and recovery looked a lot different over the last two years. And apps like Clubhouse that came up started becoming used for recovery and there is, um, you know, different communities formed on Instagram. It's become way more ac acceptable to talk about online and to be open about now because we've had to because there was no way to connect in person for that bit of time. Um, Alexis, I'd love to know what you think the future of like technology and recovery is going to be. I know you do a lot of work on Clubhouse um, and you spread your message of like mindset healing, of all the things that you do on social media. So can you share a bit about what you see the future being like? Well, first of all, um, and people think anonymity means to silence yourself. And, and I don't believe that it's it's I speak out loud about my recovery and I've noticed that um 
you know, I, I, I had a fear at the beginning, like, oh, if I share about this online, are people going to judge me? And I've never had that experience before. Um, and I share on lots of platforms. What I'm really proud about with Better App is that there is a clubhouse like feature in it, right? So that we can have meetings, you know, on the app. The other thing is we can live stream from your home group so that Zoom isn't necessarily needed so that you can have the, you know, Giuseppe just did this with his home group and it was such a success. I just logged on, I was at home. I just logged on and I could hear all my, the people and sharing and, um, and, and it was, it wasn't as much pressure as Zoom right? To like be on there, have people see me, have people not see me? Am I going to share? Are they going to ask me to share? It's just a live stream of the meeting. Um, and really going forward, I think it's, it's so important to be using these because, you know, especially now that the, uh, the pandemic is sort of lifting and, you know, traveling again, there's so many different other options that we can use online that we didn't necessarily have before, like the meeting finder. Like I can search a meeting anywhere. I can also find people through this app, if I'm traveling, say go to, uh, I'm going to San Diego in May. So I'm saying I'm going to San Diego in May, I can see other people that are using the app and how close they are to me. So that's super cool. And, uh, and another feature that I love is the speaker tapes that are on there because sometimes we can't always get to a meeting all the time, right? Like they have those 24 hour Zoom meetings going and going and going. But what I love is the 15,000 speaker tapes that are accessible on this app. And uh, I can just click a higher power. And it's not just from one fellowship. It's from many fellowships. It's from no fellowships. Like they're just like, you know, uh, mindfulness or talking about whatever. It's so cool. And there are speakers when I hit that button of the higher power button and it brings up a random speaker tape. I've never heard these people before and it'll never hit it twice. So, um, and I guess, unless you loop through 15,000 of them, but you get a good prize if you do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Called a day clean. <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. I just think it's such a, uh, a, an important piece to my recovery, especially as an entrepreneur who has like three different companies that I'm running and four kids and running all over the place and traveling and doing all the things. It's not always as easy. It's just getting to a meeting these days. Right. And so having that as a, as a tool in my back pocket that, you know, my phone's always on and it's there and I can connect. And I actually find myself being more vulnerable in the space of the better app, because I know that the users that are signing up for that app and in that app are um, supportive and, and, you know, vulnerable as well. Yeah, that is, it. that is so incredible. Thank you guys again, just for putting this out into the world. I can't imagine it was an easy process. I work with a lot of like building websites and doing a lot of tech stuff and it can be a headache and a half. So like, I want to know a little bit about that process. Like what was something like a, maybe even a failure that you went through during this process that you learned from that might help our audience. We have a lot of sober entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm, it's been a lot of work. Um, number one, you always, you know, not good enough. Uh, this is not going to work. And, you know, people won't care. And so you have that self negative talk that just goes on in my head. Uh, you know, that's probably why I need better app. Um, so that's the first thing. I mean, we um, go through creating an app and trying to be unique definitely has been a journey. 
uh, for us because I, you know, it's last door is the app. So it's not like I personally had to build an app. We have our coders and we're, we're have a company. We got a grant. If it wasn't for the grant, you know, this would have been a very complicated uh, procedure. Um, so I wanted to do a special shout out to the Tenless, oh, sorry, Tellus Friendly Future Foundation, um, who provided a grant. Um, we also used some fundraising opportunities to be able to raise the money. So, so it wasn't cheap uh, to do. Um, so we're hoping that it does save lives and keeps people in the recovery circle. Um, so definitely, if you think it's going to cost $20,000, it's not. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is I've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I'm doing, I've had two people, you know, just in the last little while, I've got this project on the go, I'm my own coder. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy, but please keep trying. And, you know, I actually invited one of them to the conference. I'm like, hey, just get on a plane, come to the, let's meet. And, you know, maybe we can work together in the future and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of collaboration goes on as well. Um, so that it, it, it was a project that it, it took a while as well. Like we had a six month window to improve better app. It took more like, I don't know how we're, so we did working groups and we brought a bunch of people with lived experience together and say, okay, what do you think? Touch it, use it, you know, let it, tell me what's wrong with it. You know, nothing like, you know, making yourself vulnerable to being like, you're listening to some guy who's been on it for five minutes, tell you what's wrong with it. You're like, I don't like you either, <laughs> you know? So there's all that that went on, but you get through it and, and, and you keep moving forward and we're still moving forward. There's a couple of bugs in it. And um, I guess the, the best advice I have is don't take anything personal. Um, you know, like it's, it's an opportunity, try our best. I have no intentions on solving the world's mysterious uh, mysteries, and I just want to help. And 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 Alexis was brought on board because she's got an opportunity to engage people as well. And it's it's all about people. And I mean, we created the app for people, so we want people to be involved in it. And I got to tell you too, like it's not that I'm I'm I've been around forever, but I remember when Facebook first came out and um, social media started and. And I remember people like, yeah, you can't talk about being clean and sober on the internet. I'm, you know, to where we're at today. And I remember getting in some pretty good hostile conversations with the traditions police that have this invisible badge on. So one thing too is, 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 is not to just, I had to do some soul searching and why am I doing this? And am I doing the right thing? So if you're, you know, don't do it in obsession if you're going to do this and don't, you know, just, just, uh, you know, keep your heart in it, keep people involved and, 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 and move forward that way and, um, and apply for grants if you can get it. Oh, there's so much good stuff in there. I think like, uh, well, you must know, Alexis, you know, a lot of mindset coaching, like that is probably the number one thing that trips us up as entrepreneurs. I want to switch gears a little bit and really get into entrepreneurship and recovery. What are some like misconceptions you think people have about people in recovery, um, showing up online, being creators or, you know, starting businesses and taking on something so uh, I don't want to say extreme, but it's a big deal to start a business. There's a lot into it. And, and I know I've gotten some kickback, like you're saying, from the traditions police and from people that are like, just live simple. You don't have to like, you know, try so hard, blah, 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 blah. Um, what do you, what are some things I'll, you can I'll up against? I'll take a quick stab at this yeah. and then Alexis can probably jump in. I mean, I work for a nonprofit, so, but then people think nonprofits are business too and so forth. 
I remember the first time, I mean, I don't do this for work or anything, but somebody had asked me to, to be a sober coach for somebody a long time ago and take somebody to a meeting and, and, and we'll pay you. And I don't, I only did it once, uh, actually twice. And um, um, I never did it again, but not because I didn't want to, I just don't have time. Um, so I had a really hard time with that. Cause I was just like, well, that's not, that's not right. You know, and somebody told me, you know, with, with a lot of years of recovery and a pretty good program, it's like, that's not, you know, the, the 12 step programs, you know, weren't meant for you to like drive across town to pick some, if somebody calls the NA hotline or the AA hotline, then that's what that's for. But this is an opportunity where somebody wants you to basically babysit somebody and take them to a meeting, you know, and, and could, hopefully they'll get inspired. And so I, I understood that, but I had to do some work around it and all that kind of stuff. So, cause I was one of those guys that thought sober coaches that charge people are just, you know, glorified sponsors being paid. And, and then you have to find out what sponsorship's really all about. And, 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 and when you really realize what a recovery coach does or a sober coach does, they're not a sponsor, you know, and it was my ignorance to what their role was. It wasn't, they were doing something wrong. Like I took my inventory and I was judging their job. And then I realized it's like, I have no place for that. And I have no place to, 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 to judge what other people are doing on how they access recovery either. And, and so, you know, a lot of that conversation about the recovery business, I say, thank God there's a recovery business. Can you imagine if there wasn't? Because there's an addiction business. Like there's a big addiction business. And, and, and it's like the recovery business is like this. You know, the addiction business, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. So, yeah, like, don't suffocate us. Like, if you found your recovery through a private interventionist or sober coach or, like, a podcast or, like, great, <laughs> you know? So, for me, Giuseppe, yes, 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 yes. Um, you know, for me, when I first got clean, I felt like I had to stay in the same community forever. I felt like I had to do the same thing. Like you said, like live quiet, right? Live, just live a simple life. And the thing is, is I've accomplished things clean that I would have never thought that I could have ever accomplished that are crazy that I, you know, I didn't get clean to just live in a box. I lived in a box when I was loaded, right? Yeah. So I, I say yes to scary shit. I just do. And so I don't know, like in entrepreneurship and in the recovery business, it, it recovery coaching, and it isn't just going to meetings and taking you home and babysitting you through that process. It's like, let's go through the wellness wheel. Let's create goals. Let's have like, what do you want in your life? What do you want to achieve? How can I help you get there? How can we take away where you're at and move through? And recovery coaching isn't also meant to be a lifelong relationship. Like there is an end date to that as well. Right. So, um, I, like, I don't want to be coaching someone. Sure. I'll take your money three years down the road if you still want to see me, but like, if, if you're still seeing me three years down the road and you still need me, we haven't gotten to where we need to. Right. So it's, um, 
Yeah. And, and, and I find that loved ones, parents during interventions and that kind of thing, like the recovery coach is almost like a relief because now they're phoning me and talking to me about the things and they're not phoning their mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, friend, uh, partner, and unloading all that stuff on them when they don't really understand addiction. Um, entrepreneurship is fun. Entrepreneurship is like, it allows me to pick my kids up and drop them off in the morning and, and live the life in recovery that I really wanted. Right. It allows me to do the things that I want to do and the space of earning income in a field that I really believe needs more attention. Like the recovery industry, Giuseppe's right. It's very, very small. And just entrepreneurship in general, like it can be scary. And here's the thing, the people that told me not to do it, I always think, would I trade my life for theirs? So if their life, if I'm not like, yes, I want exactly how what you have, because a lot of times people are fearful. Like my dad was like, go get a real job, right? What are you doing? I had a lot of people tell me that. But then I did it. It was successful. And now they're like, oh, I'm so proud of you, right? So follow your intuition and your gut. And if it's something that you could, like, I do social media for a living. I love it. I'll show up on a day and I'll create the plans and I'll spend hours researching and I'll go in and I'll, I'll film and I'll edit and I'll do all the things. And it's not like work for me. Right. So if I had to sit in a job where I was in a chair and a cubicle, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. So find what makes you happy and follow it. And a lot of times the people that are the closest to you are going to be the ones that say, don't do it. So but just follow, follow your gut. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, I'm going to let you guys go in a second, but I really want to make sure that our audience can get a hold of you, find the better app and just, you know, pay attention to everything you guys are doing. Cause it is super, super inspirational. And you have a lot of value that you give our recovery community. So where can people find you and find the better app? Sure. So better app is on your play store or your app store. Just search for better my recovery app. And it will come up and it's a little purple icon with a green arrow that says better. And if you're having troubles, just go to the website, betterapp.ca. And uh, you can, the links are there and it's free. There's no fees. Everything on the app is free. So um, step work, all the, all the stuff, everything in there is, is an opportunity for you to just get connected and be part of. Yeah. And if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, Alexis, Nicole official, pretty standard. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for your time and for all you are doing. And if anyone is listening to this podcast, um, head over to www.soberbizbabe.com to check out more episodes and everything we have going on for sober entrepreneurs. Okay. Thanks for having us.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a ton of value and are implementing some of the new tools for your biz as we speak. Go and check out our show notes for all the resources and links from today's episode. And if you have a topic or know a guest that would be perfect for this show, connect with us on TikTok and Instagram at SoberBizBabe. We will see you right here next week.